Hi there, guys. Happy Tuesday. <clears throat> Happy, uh, hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend. Everybody was like, uh, hopefully everybody's all rested up and ready to continue to march in this battle that we find ourselves in. You know, it's interesting. The last couple of days, I mean, it's just funny. I was woken this morning by an angel because God gave me a, a prophetic judgment yesterday that I have to release today over leaders on all seven mountains. And I'm not real happy about it, but you know what? I'm going to obey the Lord. But it was interesting this morning because, you know, sometimes you wonder as a prophet if you're even hearing the word correctly or not. And it's easy to hear for other people, but it's harder to hear for yourself kind of a thing. And so this morning, 7 o'clock, I was awakened by the words in my ears of this angel talking about judgment and talking about the judgment, the judgment, the judgment. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And I woke up and I said, Lord, it's 7 o'clock. No offense, but... Can I just sleep just a little bit? I was up late last night and then I've written it out. I've written the judgment out. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. I, I told him, I said, I've written the judgment out and, um, and then I'm going to definitely be obedient and I'm going to give it. But you know, it's interesting too, because what I'm getting ready to say to you, <clears throat> I think it's going to blow some of your minds simply because of the fact that 15 years ago, maybe, maybe almost 20 years ago when this stuff was starting, the Lord explained this to me as far as the economics of the nation and how different politicians and different leaders, thug leaders were trying to <clears throat> create an enslavement process through debt over our nation. If you didn't know anything about what God was telling you 20 years ago, he's been telling me for 20 years, get out of debt, get out of debt, get out of debt. And it's because I believe he saw what was going on. And so it's just interesting where we find ourselves, but this is the state of the world. Uh, um, and this is the title for today's 50 minute rev and they're hitting me with witchcraft big time. Can you please pray against that? Thank you so much. Good afternoon, everybody. It's called God's judgment on thug economics, America's soap opera. And God's saying, stay focused. God knows you're tired. He knows absolutely. You are beyond belief exhausted. <clears throat> That's just a given. We've said that a million times, but I want to prepare you. For where we're going the next two weeks, if you're an intercessor and a front runner, if you're one of the ones that are in that trusted group, because the Lord just told me last night, I had an encounter with Jesus last night and I saw him in full warrior regalia. <clears throat> and I've only seen him in full warrior regalia three times in my life, last night being the third time. And there was lightning shining off his white Christ light. And so I knew I was seeing it correctly, but what he was telling me, um, he said, you know, Missy, the next two weeks are going to be very, very hairy for the nation. It's going to be very, very hairy for my people that are obedient. They're coming across through this narrow place. And he said, I need you to stay very, very close to me in this season. Stay very close to me the next two weeks. Not that you don't already, but he's telling you that too as well. Stay very close to him. Whatever it takes as far as staying up in praise, uh, reading your word, decreeing a thing, staying, staying aligned with keeping your prayer times with the Lord. Stay focused stay focused the next two weeks are going to get tough on us but this is what the lord says this is what he told me he said the state of the world is this do you understand the current economics the world has had evil people create around us do you understand this i'm going to give you a little uh economics 101 and i'm not that great at economics so this is how the lord explained it to me so i'm going to tell you exactly how he told me he said for the past 80 years especially the last 20 years, the Lord has been allowing me 
to see how thug leaders and politicians, dictators have placed themselves into political positions all around the world, very specifically, very strategically. And they were thug leaders. If you notice any politicians, when certain politicians would get into places of power, they would oust out any politician or any leader who wouldn't comply with the globalist system. Keep that in the back of your mind. <clears throat> but they did this to run for office, no matter what side of the aisle got them voted in, and then used lobbyists and special hedge funds, Wall Street, student loans, food warfare, credit card bubbles, to get people into debt, where they knew these people were lower income people, but they did it anyway. They did it to enslave them by giving loans to people who couldn't afford them. That's another form of enslavement. They created the housing bubble, which started with high interest rates, aka CCC, or excuse me, CCD, bad loans given to people who couldn't afford them to purchase houses because banks knew that buyers would default, bringing them billions. So they've profited off a situation that they created against you. Okay, so this is why God began to tell his sheep to get out of debt 20 years ago because he saw the corruption that these thugs were trying to create and he was trying to protect you. Okay, if you can't pay cash for something, don't buy it. That's my advice. Don't buy it. I live off cash and it's a great way to live. I have one credit card in case. That's all I have. I, I strategically live life like that because I saw what they were trying to do. So this is where it all started. The Lord showed me this. He said the corruption all took place and began under Bush Sr., then moved under Clinton, then Bush Jr., then Obama, where our state of the nation really began to decline because America began to see how treasonous these traitors were. And it was because of under these thugs that our nation was taken hostage with the beginning of the globalist movement or the system they created being activated to see how much these Satanists could get away with. I'll call them what they are. They're Satanists. They're witches and Satanists. They're involved in the occult. They're high priests. It's in our military. It's in all seven mountains. So the simulation began. And it really became prevalent in 2016 when 45 ran for office. He was your reprieve, if you will. 45 was your reprieve to see if we could get back up on our feet and recognize the truth from a lie. And so what Americans then began to see were corrupt leaders beginning to pay themselves through bribes under the table deals while allowing big business, the big business mountain, which included banking, Wall Street. You've heard about those, those, uh, those terms, they begin to milk the American population for billions in the trade-off of debt that they created, while politicians in D.C.s made laws to lighten the punishment for their thuggery because they, too, were becoming millionaires at the expense of taxpayer debt, creating all created by false opportunity and debt enslavement to lower-income people. You want to know why politicians create the illusionary gift for the lower income population. You want to know why they did it? They did it to get the vote while attaining payoffs for pushing legislation that lowered crime consequences for those involved while Americans begin to suffer. But this is the word of the Lord for you. And through the power and authority of Jesus Christ on my life, with Psalms 33, 9, that I decree this on every leader on all seven mountains who's involved in this crap. But this day, the Lord would say, this day, 
I'm shining my light on all thugs within all seven mountains who have made an unnecessary plight for honest people who only wanted to make life or make a life through blessing, which wasn't a real reality. You, you servants of darkness, hear the word of the Lord. I'm about to make you completely bankrupt and you will not be restored. Many of your lives will be taken as your entire world is shaken. For this day, I decree the judgment of the Lord to be upon thee with Psalms 33, 9. Activated Ezra 5, 13 and Hebrews 11, 1. And with Matthew 15, 15, I decree, so shall it be God, so shall it be. But you, you innocents, you are my sweet little pea. Those that look upon me, says the Lord, for comfort and guidance, not knowing who to trust anymore. But the Lord says, you can trust me. For I have never forsaken thee, nor would I ever lead you across any Red Sea only to abandon thee. This is your new day. For all those who have led you astray are now being rounded up by holy angels. And Gitmo is the only way. America? Do you see what they had planned for you? Leaders on all seven mountains are involved to enslave and create a two-tiered system where only they acquired wealth, not you. Thugs that thought you would go and just flow with corruption, but didn't they think a true prophet would know? And to many of you, you would think this is a political talk, but no, there's will be a plank, a very long walk into deep, utter darkness God, as God rounds them up, listening to them squawk like chickens who were once thought to be hawks, but to true to form, like their father the devil, they are only chickens now caught. And the Lord says, I will inflict upon their health disease because they laid with Jezebel, which such ease, always thinking their sin would never find them out. Yet the more they did it, the more brazen they got, and they thought that they had such clout. Their pride had them foaming at the mouth with their hands in every pot, yet they never saw me coming. Nor did they think that their time would run out or that I would stop their clock. But today, tick, 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 they are now stripped out. Their timelines have been stripped out of my clock, my books of heaven. They are now without. Those evil timelines are such wasted lives for self-serving people only seeking to devise evil for those only looking for the true, a better life, a better way, a way out of the blue. But those in the flesh didn't understand how to attain my best. Only you, little flock, those of you who trusted me through and through, you are now coming out of your old and into your new. And then I saw a vision. Um, and the Lord said, because you trusted me to do this my way, I'm bringing you out of the old and into the new. Good afternoon, everybody. It's good to see you guys. But I saw a vision, I said, of Jesus in his white armor, chrysolite, white flashes of lightning flashing all around him. And then he said, I've placed all my people who are close to me in my pocket for safety. Stay very close to me this next two weeks as the enemy of your soul is ripping angry because he forgot that time is mine. And he tried to take out out of my hands, take it out of my hands with his time benders. But I'm the one in command. And 
so my time will stand. As I place those who know how to tell time and pray my time into existence, which have moved you over into the divine, says the Lord. So now the next two weeks, stay closely to me, says the Lord, as I walk you into your new. And then I saw a vision again of Jesus a very in a very narrow place as Jesus walked us safely across into our divine time, the fullness of time in the new land. And then God said again to me, my time will stand, not Diablo's, but mine. I'm the one in command on earth as it is in heaven. The test of C2? What do you think the test of C2? Because what I'm sensing right now by the Spirit is that so many, they come off this Memorial Day weekend and they had their three days of rest and I could really, really, over the whole weekend, I could really sense how fatigued people were emotionally, psychologically, uh, spiritually. I could sense it. And I could sense that people were just savoring that three-day weekend or four days, some four days. And just trying to get their lives back, to have some sense of normalcy again. But you know, I'm not trying to be the bearer of bad news, but I am going to prepare you. Because God gave you that short reprieve to prepare you for the next two weeks especially. And for those of you who have chosen to go where no man has gone before in the body, you've been faithful. You've gotten free. You've gotten deliverance. And I hate to keep hammering away at that truth, but it's what he's saying to me. And I'm, I, I can't apologize for what God's saying to me. I'm just being loyal to him. He's my only one that I'm loyal to. And, but he's trying to teach us what C2 is all about. About now, you should be feeling mega witchcraft. And we told you this was coming. We've been telling you the whole three years. Mega witchcraft as you have entered in and you're crossing hopefully over. Choosing the mind of Christ. I pray that you are. You're choosing life, not death. You're choosing Holy Ghost fire, not strange fire or witchcraft. But you're choosing life and you're choosing to do things God's way, despite whether you're there or not, because the way to make a habit is to practice it for 14 days and then you keep making it your new normal. That's what God's trying to do in you. If you're going to come out and through, you're going to start doing things his way, not the flesh's way, which will keep you safe, by the way, the way of Yahweh. But this is the new place for some who've chosen to come out and through into the new. But the three-fourths of the church who've stayed behind and they demanded their own uh, ways of doing things, then we've we've flogged that dead horse. We have flogged that horse almost deadly, almost death, to death, if I can speak. But God is still trying out of his mercy to reach some of you. He's trying to get you to get your focus back and to trust him because these things that you've been doing aren't working for you. Which brings me back to the purpose of C2. And this is what God showed me last night as well. He said, the purpose of C2 is to prove who's who. Okay. He's showing us the wheat from the tares. And during C2, C2 will make you feel so separated from God to the point that God begins to see if we will press into him like the woman in the Song of Solomon to find her beloved. I don't know about you, but when I feel separated from God, I have to find out where he went. Where are you? And one of two things are happening. Either I've sinned or 
He's trying to test me to see if I'll press in at deeper levels. That's usually what he's trying to do. And he's doing it in hopes to see if we'll get it and we'll want a deeper relationship with him. Or if we lose hope in him, will we continue to fight on and press on or lose faith in the one that has always proven himself to be strong? Will we run the streets looking for our beloved like the woman in the Song of Solomon through the strange fire or through strangers amongst us until we find him? This is the part and the purpose of C2. Will your faith endure until the end? Because the next two weeks, God is walking us across a very hard place. And it's going to feel like God is far away from you. And you must choose to stay near him by any means possible. I suggest I use uh, making declarations of truth, keeping praise on, whatever keeps you near his spirit. And the reason is this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The reason is this. It's because you're fighting on two different fronts right now. Most of you are. Some of you three. If you're a leader, you're fighting on three different fronts. If you're just somebody that's a sheep, you're fighting the occult. And then you're probably fighting people who are in their flesh around you. They're releasing witchcraft prayers around you. So if you're doing that, then maybe you are fighting on three different fronts because you're trying to decree your way out of the old into the new. So not only are you trying to fight through the occult crap that they're releasing through strange fire, you're having to break off witchcraft prayers and all that garbage released against us through dysfunctional people. And then maybe if you're a leader, you have an additional front that you're fighting on additional theaters we call it in war if you're in the military you have a different type of enemy who maybe sees who you are and they're trying to keep you from entering into your new so those are your three fronts that you have been challenged with in this season as you come through c2 so god's trying to find out how bad you want it he's trying to find out if you're going to be true blue because he is he is And so he's promised you to keep you in his pocket, reminding him of what he said to you. And what I saw when he put me in his pocket was he had a scepter. He put a scepter in his pocket. And he said, I've hidden you as my weapon of war. That's what a lot of you have come out and through. You've come out of this place and you're becoming God's weapon of war. And then God said this. He said, I'm jealous. I'm jealous for you. Come touch my hands. Come touch my sides. My heart burns for you as my bride. I came, my bride. I gave my life just for you. And my heart only burns for you. Does yours burn for me? What will you go through to get to me? Says the Lord. Which brings us to the actual teaching today which is second samuel 15 23 through 16 23 and we're talking about <clears throat> america being in a soap opera right now or if you want to look at it, the natural time of crisis and you know like even right now i'm trying to talk to you and i'm trying to preach to you i have people praying witchcraft against me because they're so troubled they're troubled people they're troubled i think by what god's got me saying i think that people get afraid they get angry you know the root of anger is fear 
when they hear the truth, they get angry. That's their natural inclination. But to that, I'd have to ask you, what are you so afraid of? What are you so afraid of? Because all you have to do is repent and step in. It may take you a little while, but God's going to be faithful to bring you out and through it. You may have to go through a few dark things, but at least you turned. At least you came up. But trying to come at innocent people who aren't hurting you isn't going to do anything but get you judged. So, as we look at our current predicament, and I I do, I feel America's resignation as though everything is lost. You know, the prophets prophesied that too. Four or five years ago, I think we're going to say four years ago, they prophesied this simulation that we're now walking through. This is just a simulation. Do y'all realize that? This isn't the real event. Trying to see how much they can get away with. And so, it's up to you to stay focused on what God's told you. So every time we enter into C2, then we hence we get hit with a strange fire, which has a tendency to cloud our faith and to cloud our ability to see our way forward, to sense through our fivefold giftings like we normally would. And then we think, oh, all is lost. Oh, I can't, I can't do it, God. It's all gone. It's all gone. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not the real deal. God's just trying to see if you'll believe him, whether you can feel, whether you can discern something. We take him at his word. That's what C2 is all about. We take him at his word. Nothing's changed. Your feelings have nothing to do with your faith. Neither do your fivefold giftings, by the way. There are three separate entities. So it's up to us to choose then to come and walk by blind faith, saying, you know what, God? Order my footsteps. Please, Psalms 37, 23. Order my faith. Order my thinking. Order me through this crazy train place that I'm walking through. Order me through. Hey, James. Good afternoon, young man. But order me through, God. Order me through. That's what we're asking God to do. And as we come into this soap opera, God's saying, what do you do in times of transition? Because this is what we're dealing with right now. I don't know about you. When I told you about the economic background, again, I was shocked God brought that up. Because I just kept that to myself. God showed me that 20 years ago. We were starting to walk through that and the housing bubble happened. And I thought, you're setting these poor people up to fail. You're setting all these people up to fail. And, and, and these people really had faith in the system. And, and it's really because they know Americans are so gullible. This is the truth. They knew we were so gullible and so trusting. Oh, we can trust our government to a point. Except for the IRS and stuff like that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but seriously, we just, they're an authority head. We're, if we're sheeple, we're taught to trust the authority and to take God at his word and God's going to take care of us. But not everybody has your best interest at heart. Why do you think God told you to get out of debt? So this isn't a political talk, but we find ourselves in a transitional place or in a place of crisis. How do you, how do you respond to crisis? Do you take advantage of the whole situation trying to see how much you can how much you can advance through the crisis uh how you can network with people during the crisis and maybe push your own agenda how do you actually handle it because motives will be found out in a crisis by the way motives will be found out in a power transition which is what happens during some leadership's reign it happened in David's day. It's happened in several leaders in the Bible. Because, and it's happened in our day. It's happening today. 
but we're seeing how people are responding. So during the changing of kingdoms, then expect to see the following people as the struggle for power is unmasked by the Lord himself. You'll see it in your job situations. When the cat's away, the mice play. You've ever heard that analogy before? It's not that. Is it the military right now? <clears throat> Can't take care of all the warring on all the different fronts. So some things are being allowed temporarily until the hammer drops. And the hammer is already starting to drop all around. But expect the liars to come out. The Zebas. The opportunist. Who took advantage of David Mehibosheth by using the change of power as an opportunity to get ahead. And if you know anything about changes of power, you know, even though the mice or the cat's away, you think you can play. The Lord's saying, I'm watching everything. I'm watching everything under the sun today. And I'm, I'm seeing who's actually having integrity and who's doing what they should be doing. Lest they know that I see. Because I'm overseeing the change myself, says the Lord, and I see all. And this is what's going on in America at present in various ministries where God is demoting while preparing his true servants for promotion. How do you conduct yourself, sheep? How do you conduct yourself? And then we deal with the accuser, <clears throat> Shimei, who's actually related to Saul, but he blamed David for the destruction of Saul's family instead of them owning what Saul hadn't done. He hadn't obeyed the Lord. And it's amazing to me how people pass the buck when caught, where they either can own their own stuff and be someone of integrity or own the consequences of their bad decisions, or they can do what Shimei did and accuse, accuse. But this is what people do, which shows who they really were all along. Liars or thieves. People just wanting to get by and make a buck off you. Or people just wanted to live a life of ease, but serving God, if you know anything about serving God, will force us to do the hard things if we want the blessing. So it, pre it forces us to press through. Let me just say it like that. It forces us to press through. So, right now, hold on one second, I'm, I'm getting hit with witchcraft, guys. They're hitting the flow. Sorry about that, please. Um, right now, I, I don't know, you know, you may think it's no big deal. And I know everything kind of feels like it's like, it's a, I don't even know how to, maybe an illusion is what I want to say. It is an illusion right now. It's an all illusion where people are just kind of floating through life. They're just kind of getting by not really understanding really what's going on and we're trying to figure it out by catching the news and the truth here and there. Thank you so much. I appreciate that, guys. But I'm going to really challenge each of you to really step up into integrity. Step up into who Christ meant for you to be because God is looking. He's watching to see if he can trust you. When you're faithful and little, he'll put you over much. But don't join ranks with those that refuse. Don't join ranks with them because like the demoted, they'll soon be taking that position as well. And then you deal with the Avengers. So you've got the liars, the accusers, and then you deal with the Avengers. People who want to avenge. They're mad. They're so mad. They just want to fight. 
They're usually quick to declare war. And you know, if you know anything about leaders that the leaders that God is raising up in this hour, God is raising up leaders who aren't they're not bucking they're not backing down or fighting back to the witchcraft. They're not uh they're not taking the bait, so to speak. They're just like, yeah, okay, if that's what you want to do, that's what you do. This is what David did. This is what David actually did. He was watching it all happen while his own son, uh, Absalom, was trying to take his throne. And, and he was watching to see who was who. And I believe this is what's happening even in America, too, with the military trying to find out about leaders and what the leaders will do on both sides of the aisle. We're seeing it in the church. God's watching it in the church. He's watching it on all seven mountains trying to see who's who. Remember, I told you we were in a test. It's the test of C2. God's trying to find out if you're a tear or if you're a wheat. Because he knows that everybody had the same options to get free. You just, some of you just chose to stay the same because you thought you didn't need God's help in order to move out of your old and into your new. And God said, you can't do anything without me. I don't need you. You need me, says the Lord. Although he loves you, I believe he loves you, but he can't make you choose. So these are the testings that are going on right now. So we see the Avengers then who get angry when they see the transitions happen and they see the the, the, the emotions happen and they're, they're going to fight for what they think is right. And David was really a great leader because He's watching everyone around him too. And so he's seeking God in everything. He's seeking God to find out what God has to say, how he should respond to all troubled hearts. He knew they needed deliverance. He needed, he knew his own son needed deliverance and he still, he knew he had to be a good leader. He knew that he had to set a standard because David was known as being a very, very kind king, but also a very righteous king, not perfect. But righteous we listen to the prophets so then we have we dealt with the liars users the avengers during this power transition and then they bring in the traitors and this is the biggie that stuck out to me because the traitors just like what happened in jesus's day will happen even in your own camp if you're a leader today i pray that it doesn't happen to you but it happened with ahithophel he was actually used to give counsel at one point to the king, to David. He was always trying to give counsel to David. And because he was double-minded, he started listening to unwise counsel around him. And he had hidden agendas. He always had it in his heart. So what I'm basically trying to say is all these different attributes in the liars and in the accusers and in the avengers or in the traitors were always in people's hearts all along. It's just that God will put us in a pressurized position. Hello, we're in C2, the pressure of C2, to force things to rise to the surface, to show everybody who's who. God wants everybody to see who you are. He wants everybody to see who we are. Are you who you say you are? And are you really true to the king? And I'm not talking about David. I'm talking about the Lord of Lord and the king. Are you true to love? Love's ways. Are you going to give way to your flesh and do things your own way? Because that keeps you cycling through C2. So this guy had been David's esteemed counselor. 
But during times of transition, we see the motives of all people groups and hearts come to life when opportunity presents itself. Do you sashay up alongside of leaders when you have opportunity? Trying to get the leader's ear. Oh, let me give you my latest prophecy. Let me tell you that. Let me tell you that. Da, 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 da. Because if you know anything about God, he's a God of order and he's a God of protocol. And so he's looking for people who understand that, that order. And he's not looking to be so formal, I believe. Because I do know there are times when God tells us, hey, come to me. Come talk to me when you hurt and when you're heavy, heavy laden. I'll give you rest. And I, I really, really believe that though when it, when it comes to testing season, so he's testing us to see how well we take a test. And so Ahithophel turned into a traitor and he sided with Absalom, David's son. And he ended up being the Judas in the camp. And did you ever think really though, the devil would allow a godly person to rule the throne so easily? And so this is what the enemy's fighting in this season is God does the demotions while raising up the promoted while we're crossing over because the, the devil is hopping mad that he's lost this place in time. He's realizing that God found him out as though God wouldn't know he's omniscient. He's divine. And, and so he's helping his people to find out as well now to find out who we are and where we are in this part of kingdom. To find, to show the Lord who's who. And so David knew that God knew and how to deal with these troubled people. So he just prayed about the problem and he trusted God to fix it. And he did. And that's exactly what's happening to you. You're learning to seek the true king's decree again. Thank God. You're learning to seek the true king's decree again. And you're learning to include God in everything about your life. Hello, we're not going into a new thing. We're going back to love. That's how far America has fallen away from love. But we're going back to the ancient of days, back to his ways. And that's, it's a cycle, but it's, it's really not supposed to have been a cycle. We were supposed to, as a nation, have continued to cycle upward, continuing to move up in the spirit until witchcraft came into the picture. Hello, that was in 2000. Well, they started opening up demonic portals over the nation and releasing demons into our atmosphere. You know what they, why they did that? They did that to destroy your inner courts. You want to know why they destroyed your inner courts? The demons? In your bloodline, by the way. They looked at your past and your bloodlines, especially the fivefold, and they wanted to destroy you, especially the fivefold, because they knew that possibly you could rise up one day and take them down through Christ in you. And that's exactly what's happening today. Thank God. Thank God. So you've got to find out what God has to say about a thing. As God tries to fix the problem in our nation. He's trying to fix things around you. You don't know how to fix you. You're not the healer. You don't know how to fix things on your job. I don't know about you. I don't. I don't know how to fix people. Yeah, yeah, that was a bad year. That was 2000 was a bad year in my life too. Um, but we don't know how to do these things. And so I believe that God, there was a time in America where America really relied on God. But if all you've ever known, thank you, Holy Spirit, if all you've ever known was the apparatus of religion and death, 
then that's what's taught you how to rely and be uh, operate in a sense of independent or a spirit of independence. It's, it's, it's making you be your own God. And so God is trying to get us off of our system, out from underneath the spirit and the structure of death and uh, religion, and he's trying to get us back into love where he's the God from above, not us. We're not. He's our God, which means you have to come out from the world system into the trust test. You have to trust him and step out and let God start keeping your time again. Hello. God says time is mine anyway. Psalms 31, 15. Go look it up. Time is mine. That's the only way into the divine. That's the only way back into America's blessings and to our, our, our way that we used to know life to be. And, and it's coming back. It's coming back. And so this is what David knew. He had to confront all these different types of personality types. That was this part of the test. How well do you do through C2? And, and how, how well do you deal with people who know who you are? I'm going to get real with this. This is John 18, 25 through 19, 22. This is the next part. How well do you, when you know that they're power hungry? I don't deal with that very well. I don't, I don't like people who just want power because they usually end up hurting somebody. With That's why we demand you cleaned up here. We take you through process of forcing you because God told me he said I'm not putting God trained me himself but so yeah I have a responsibility I have a, a high level responsibility to do exactly what he tells me to do and everybody said well you people are picky blah 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 no actually God puts his finger on people to be here and there's a reason for his his workings the way he does things he has a specific way he does things and I follow him to the nth degree but, but I've had a problem with power-hungry people because they always expose themselves and they're always Jezebels. Never fails. 100% of the time. 100% of the time. If you're vying for power and you're trying to be the, la the next latest and greatest and you haven't gotten yourself cleaned up, good luck. Good luck because it won't be coming your way. That's how the, I've seen God work. It won't be coming your way. He can't trust you with it. And so if you think you're going to come through the back door, if you think you're going to come in any old way you choose, that's what three-fourths of the church are doing, by the way. We have three-fourths of the church stuck under the apparatus of death and the apparatus of religion. Two of the groups of the three-people groups stuck are so prideful that they think, oh, we're fine. You're fine. I'm fine. We're all fine. We'll just be everybody's yes men, and we'll tell everybody everything we think they want to hear. We'll be a chameleon. We'll all live... Uh, disingenuous lives and will be miserable and bitter people that's what they've always been that's all they've known to be they don't like to change they don't want to be changed they get angry at people like you who, who tell them truth because you force them to look at themselves <gasps> they see me <gasps> put the mask on a little deeper <gasps> oh cover it with makeup maybe oh if they see who i am they won't like who i am when the reality is they don't like who they are anyway so what God is trying to force you to do, and you know, this is something else too. I didn't intend on having this conversation, but we're going to have it anyway. Um, because we're here and you're my audience. <laughs> um, seriously, wouldn't it feel a lot better instead of having to go to church and wear a mask? Because you're going to go home and take it off anyway, right? You're going to be yourself and you're miserable or not. You're going to be yourself around your family or whoever it is you hang out. 
That's where the mask really comes off. And so we see who you really are. But guess who else does? Guess who else sees who you really are? And he sees the motives of your heart. No way. And his name isn't Burger King. You don't get it your way. So wouldn't it make more sense to me? Because the church is supposed to be a hospital. It's supposed to be a place where people get cleaned up. And people are so busy networking there now. And they're so busy patting their pocketbook. Taking advantage and fleecing the sheep. Not anymore. That's all coming to a stop. Bam! Hit the brick wall stop. That's what God's doing right now. Emotions. While he's raising up those. And that's what's wild too. That could be happening alongside of you and you don't even know that. As a leader. You need to be constantly letting him inspect your heart. To tell you, hey, go this way or do this. Or get free from this. I don't like this about you. Take the mask off. Let your people go free, Pharaoh. Let my people go. You see what he's trying to do? He's trying to get you comfortable with you. And, and that's what I tell my people all the time. It's like, you know, I'm going to be like this, whether you like it or not. This is, and I make some of our board members cringe. They're just like, oh, Dr. Miss, oh, don't say that on there. And I even had my chairman of my board say, don't let me catch you saying that on there. I love you too, by the way. <laughs> and, I, and I hated it because she's my boss. Besides God. I listen to God in her. I love her deeply. Deeply. A wonderfully God-fearing woman. I really do trust the Lord. I love her. But sincerely. I I'm authentic. Because I'm trying to help you get free. I am like this. <laughs> behind the camera and in front of the camera. And God, I believe, made me like this purposefully. Help you start feeling a little bit more comfortable with yourself, maybe. The sense that, it, you know, wow, she can love me. or We can get along here. I could be me. Yeah. Why not? You are anyway. Wouldn't that be a novel idea? So, the crown. When you see people vying for power, then let's go back on topic. Jesus had to deal with this. Trying to see who people were. Trying to... Deal with the Pharisees of his day who were underneath the apparatus of death and religion, by the way. And it's kind of what America's dealing with today, fighting to get our power back over our country as citizens. We have a power struggle in all seven mountains going on between those who have been demoted and those who are being promoted. And in this situation, what we see is we see Pilate. Now, this is interesting to me. You dissect this down. You see Pilate and Jesus talking about the kingdom of God. And so Pilate, because he was in a, a leadership position already, this is just me analyzing it. But I felt like he thought he had the right, right to mock Jesus because he didn't know who Jesus was. And, and he told him, he said, you don't have the power to give you life or to crucify you. And Jesus corrected him right away because Jesus knew who he was. He said, no, actually, you don't have the, the ability to do anything, big dog. He said, I actually know for a fact that my father in heaven gave you the ability to do everything that you do, and only he can give that to you. And so if it's a test I'm going through, then let's get this show on the road, basically, is what he said. I'm just giving you my analogy. So, but he was mocking Jesus. And so through his mockery, 
He saw, he felt the anointing on him. This is what we see a lot of leaders do today. They sense the anointing on the new people coming up and they get intimidated and they're mocking the Lord without knowing that God is the one who raises up and tears down. So their beef is not with the people, it's with the Lord, if anything's going to be fought about. But Pilate was mocking God. He mocked him to his face and so he threw a crown of thorns and thorns on his head and to me for any good ruler if you're a good leader every place of rulership is going to bring you pain every, every place of leadership that you go in because people hurt people and jesus saw this he saw that because of man and the ways of man and the way that they behaved some of his people were going to betray him. He knew that the Jewish people had already betrayed him. And he experienced it firsthand. Where instead of his people standing up for him, this floored me, by the way, they, in decreeing him a king, they were happy for him as long as he was telling them what they wanted to hear. It's kind of true of the prophets today. All the sheep are happy as long as the prophets are entertaining them. But what if we start telling me the truth and start saying, you get your butt into deliverance ministry and start getting cleaned up. Oh, then we're the bad guy. Oh, we hate them. We hate her. We hate him. Oh, they're not of God. Oh, no, no, no. They're this or they're that. Because you, Pharisee, don't want to look inside your nasty heart to see what's truly ailing thee. The Lord sees. And Jesus saw in his neck. So these people who should have been standing up for him chose a thug. They chose Barabbas to be freed. Kind of like the hearts of men today who keep choosing thugs to lead them because of their own bad heart conditions. We see it on all seven mountains. And if you know anything about the crown Jesus was wearing, it was indicative of the consequences of man's sin. Adam's man's sin and so man's ways caused the lord great pain and jesus knew the only way to remedy man's corrupt heart was to get up on the cross as painful as it was but we forget about the crown we forget about what it's all about what it means to wear a crown or leadership or we forget about the lord's ways and this is what i've learned about what i'm seeing today with different ministries and different leaders because my friends are all over ministries they're in various ministries and stuff and i hear about all kinds of stuff and it's troubling because honestly i was i'd never would have considered myself to be in ministry not ever i've told y'all that this is the last place i thought i'd find myself sincerely i thought oh no you mean that for somebody else that's fine by me god that's fine he said, no, 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 no. You misunderstood. Let's step up to the plate, sister. Let's do this thing. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I must have really, no. But because of what we see, we forget that the, there are thorns in walking in leadership. There are thorny places. There are thorny people. There are very hurtful things that people do because they're messed up. People are messed up. And unless you know how to get them cleaned up, hello, unless you know what season it is, hello, we're in a season where God's cleaning up. He's looking for a spotless bride. 
you not understand that? If you believe it's the end times and we're somewhere near that, then obviously somewhere in that equation, he's going to be trying to help us get free to prepare us for him. But because we have so many people vying for power, vying for the crown, and they're challenging the Lord and other people, and they don't even have time to look at how they can overcome. Jesus knew he had already overcome. And he knew how to put the enemy on the run. He challenged them by saying, hey, I know who I am. And that's what you're going to find in these new leaders that God is raising up in this hour. They know who they are. We know who we are. And it's not us that does all this. It's God. It's the Lord Jesus above. We're just conduits that he chooses to flow through. But then, you know, we talk about the crown. We have to talk about the cross then. Where if you know anything about the Via Della Rosa, Jesus started bearing his own cross. He, he walked the pathway knowing what lie behind, or excuse me, lie ahead of him. And I don't know about you, but some of you, this is indicative to me of those of you going through right now. Where, and it's indicative of the fourth people group that Rabbi Landry was talking about. I'm sorry to keep saying your name, sir, if you're listening, but um, you're the only one that said this. But that fourth people group were the group that said, you know, God, I don't know where you're taking me, but I trust. That's what Jesus said to God. I don't know what you're Do I have to go through this? Okay. And pass this cup from me? Okay. But it's those that God put in his pocket, those on the scepter, his weapons of war. Those are you people that God has chosen for this hour to wage war with, and he's bringing you across through your trust test. This is just coming out of my spirit. I have no idea where this is going going to say what he's saying but i see a lot of people standing on a scepter of the lord and they're standing upright and when god pulls out this scepter welds it with power over the devil which he's done with time this is your cross people this is your time for the divine and you've been lifted up for such a time as this Help you know that God can use anyone, anywhere, any way. doesn't matter what the Pharisees say. Who are they, says the Lord? Who are they? Jesus fought with them. And so shall you. God says, I'm bringing you out and I'm bringing you through. And so he did it. And he said he knew that our plight would get heavy, just like his cross did. But on this season, as God carries you out and through, God say, I've got, I've got good Samaritans on the way, like Simon. And, and Simon chose to help Jesus carry that cross to finish what God had given him to do. Because they saw the truth. Simon saw the truth. Do you. They saw who Jesus was in the midst of deep darkness, where criminals usually carried a cross as a sign of guilt. But Jesus was not guilty. Are you? I don't think any of us can say that. Because we're in a season right now where God is using the cross to separate. And he's saying, if you're truly for me, then step up on the cross with me into resurrection power and trust me that what I'm taking you through is out of the old and into the new. 
That's the only way to attain it is through resurrection power. Take you into the fullness of time, into the divine. And it's a tough process for those who've never been aligned. Okay? That's a straight word from the throne of heaven that just came out of my spirit. But God is saying, if you'll trust me, the next two weeks, it's going to be a bear. It's going to get hairy. But I'm your there there. I'm the one you're looking at right now that you need to keep your eye upon. Because I'm the one who knows how to get you across. I know how to, he knows how to get you across. And so then we talk about the conquest. And where Jesus said, it's finished. It's finished. The task is finished. We, God has used us to break through. Hello, if you're a front runner, you know that all it takes is one of you to burst the whole body through. <laughs> That's how good God is. Just one of you is, is used by God to burst the whole body through. And you know what comes after that? That comes and that brings revival. <laughs> that brings revival. Do you really think Diablo wants that? No, no, no. He's madder than hell. He's mad. He lost his place in time. He thought that this was now. It was going to happen now. Little G was going to step onto the scene. He said, nope, it's not now. Jesus said, but it's finished. I'm almost finished taking you out of your old. If you'll just get free from you. But it's where Jesus accomplished everything he said he would do in the place of those who were faithful and trusting in the king and the sour who were looking for resurrection power. That entry place quickly coming up in two weeks. Woo! The place of crossover for America bursting everyone through. And the best news is that Jesus took time back. And he's now walking us all into alignment power. The narrow place of crossing out of our old and into our new. Those with troubled hearts who are going to be fighting you. Be a David. Be a David. Let God fight that fight for you. Because what they're looking at, if they don't change, they're looking at being stuck in the earth, being earthbound with no power. God's been telling them that for three years, over three years now. While those who have chosen to get free and trust God are going to be going where no man has ever gone before. And you will cross over out of your old and into your new. Which brings us to Psalms 119, 113 through 128. And before I say this, you know, let me say this. You know, I get it that the battle has been long. The battle has actually gone on <clears throat> for about some eight years now. I don't know if y'all are aware of that. It's gone on between the military, the White Hats, true military. I don't know what you believe, but do your research. It's all over. It's on Telegram. It's on some of it here and there. You find glimpses. Some of it's disinformation. You got to be careful and discern it. And, and for the past, I'll say even, even over the Memorial Day weekend, it seems like there's been no information, ironically enough, while the war's been going on. But I think that's because of the black hats being in control, trying to force their agenda, continuing on in their agenda, 
while the white hats are fighting them and they're almost at their wits end they're almost done they're almost down to nothing with no power so they're desperate to hold on to it so they're continuing on to that that negative agenda that evil agenda trying to take our identity away from us so they've stopped having these holidays or celebrating the normal things that we normally fight or that we normally celebrate like our veterans our men in blue which would be the normal things that people would do and everybody thinks they're trying to get the majority of us to believe that the big lie the big lie that oh we're winning because you don't know the truth you don't know what we've got for for you god says but i do i certainly do and god's saying to them but you don't know what i have in store for you gitmo is your new rest easy little fly rest easy don't get caught up in your emotions of seed give them over to god and let him free you okay i didn't mean for that to run coming out that way but we're going into psalms 119 113 through 128 and you have to be careful during two you have to be careful from this point on actually of double-minded people careful and beware of double-minded people you want to know why we're seeing it on all seven mountains because of the four people groups that i mentioned at the beginning types of people that you run into power transition the liars the accusers the avengers and the traitors it's because of those types that careful of double-minded because they are double-minded people they have hidden agendas are the people you hang out with true blue? Are they just here to get ahead and take advantage of you? Listen to the Lord. Because they're unstable people who eventually fall. But if you put God's word first, life, it will hold you up and you won't fall. That's why he's got to be first in everything. But all my friends tell me, Missy, God is number long as you respect that we're gonna get along just why would you tell me that <laughs> they don't do that anymore but <clears throat> we tell each other that sometimes we joke around about it but this is the reason why god has to be number one in every area from this point on he has to be and you need to surround yourself with people who think likewise you want to know why too though it's because he stabilizes everything he stabilizes every part of our thinking because we begin to do things his way instead of our own hello c2 that's the purpose of c2 to develop the mind of christ like that which is in christ jesus so you're choosing life you're constantly faced with a choice every day from april 30th through september 15th to get free if you see something that doesn't align with kingdom then god's going to put his finger on it saying hey get rid of that you're getting honest with the Lord. You're constantly, every day, God, is there anything in me? Take it away from me. He'll put his finger on different things. Go through deliverance. Lord, I renounce, rebuke, and nullify these things. He's running me 27 and 28 in Luke 10, 19. Go through deliverance. I know everybody's thinking, well, you're a deliverance minister. That's easy for you. I don't know how to do that. Just go renounce him. Deuteronomy 27 and 28 in Luke 10, 19. Luke 10, 19 is your authority scripture. Deuteronomy 27 and 28 are the blessings and cursings, which if you do this, you get this. You're renouncing it all. I renounce rebuke and nullify it. I ask you to forgive me and all my forefathers back to Adam and Eve. 
for opening up the door for these cursings. Please shut those doors and set me free. Easy as that. So if you can do it yourself, then you save yourself the hassle of having to find and seek people out. But the corporate anointings and also it's another great tool. So as we wrap up today, though, we're going to wrap up with Proverbs 16, 10 through 11. We're topping it about the hour mark. Wow, we did pretty good today. Where it speaks this, it says the king speaks with divine wisdom. But he must never judge unfairly. The Lord demands accurate scales and balances, and he sets the standards for fairness. We are not him. We are not God. We are not each other's God. I am not any leader's God. I'm just telling you as a prophetess what I feel like the Lord is saying from the Lord right now, from his heart to yours. And I, I would encourage you, I'll encourage you every single time, seek out the truthers. Seek out the truthers. Even if it rubs you the wrong way at first, seek out the truthers. Because in doing so, you'll stay safe. And you'll, your, your spirit man will acclimate. And you'll be like, oh gosh, I've got to have more of that. I can't get enough of this truth. It's like, because your spirit man is coming up above it. And the more you listen, especially to the deliverance ministry on this ministry and this anointing, you're getting free while you're listening. So you're getting free. Imagine that. Free counseling. So anyway, okay, I got to let you go. I love you. And uh, I am going to just leave you with that this afternoon. But you go have yourself a great afternoon. Come back again Friday. We'll have another conversation. Who knows? But I'll catch you soon. Love you guys. Bye-bye.